Welcome to Soul Lives, where the spiritual and the soul crosses paths. Stay tuned to learn ways to grow your spiritual understanding in order to realize your soul beliefs. This podcast will help you learn the truth and propel you towards freedom in Christ Jesus. This is Jenny Fouts, licensed counselor in Louisiana at Christian Center Shreveport. Welcome everyone as we finish up this week talking about the motive of our own hearts and as we talk about how we put motives of others through our hearts, how we think that others or motives are a certain way when they may or may not be. You know, we kind of use this sometimes as a false sense of discernment of thinking that we know the motive of others' hearts. We only know a motive of a heart is if Jesus Christ chooses to share that with us. So I hope that you are learning how to differentiate with that and how to go through life in that way and how to begin to recognize and hear the motive of your own heart. Because hearing that is more important than hearing about anybody else's because you're only in charge of your own heart and it's your own heart that's going to get you before the throne of the Lord Jesus Christ and have crowns of jewels or have wood, hay, and stubble. But today we're going to talk about how do you keep the motive of your heart going in a more positive direction so that your the motives are not out of selfish ambition let's cover first of all philippians 2 verses 3 and 4 do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourself not looking to your own interest but each of you to the interest of others. I've always found that fascinating in how um, we, we get at times that we, we want others to succeed, but then we're also jealous that others have succeeded. How do we keep our heart in that place of humility so that it's not about us. You know, we spend so much of our life making life about us. And sometimes, don't you just get sick of yourself? Like, why do I keep doing this? Thank goodness Jesus does not get sick of us. But sometimes I wonder, with the world and the way it is, Jesus, uh, I don't know how. But He loves And He loves us beyond what we can even imagine. And He is glorified through our life, through your life, through you. He gets to be glorified in the way that only you could do it. Nobody else can do it the way you can do it. And in thinking of those things, that's how we need to think about others. When someone else gets that promotion... When someone else gets that recognition, maybe it was your idea. Maybe it, maybe you were the one that painted the, the map, but yet they get credit for the map. 
can we take ourselves out of that place and let the other person have the glory, have the recognition, have the hallelujahs? I often wonder, you know, who, who gets the most glory? So someone writes a song, and the song is beautiful, but no one really knows them. And the, maybe the song is totally anointed, and it becomes famous. But yet the one that becomes famous for it is the one who sings it, right? So how does God judge that? Because we as people judge the singer. We don't, we don't know. We, we go, yay, for the singer. And we think that singer is awesome and great. And we never realize it's the person behind the singer that actually wrote the song. But Jesus knows that. So one of the questions you can ask yourself is, if I had to continue suffering down this road, the path that you're on, would I continue to do that if Jesus has called me to it? Some of you might say, yes, right at first, yes, yes. Some of you might say, well, this road is a lot of suffering. And yes, Jesus did suffer. He knows about suffering. But one of the things that we get confused about is the motive of Jesus' heart. We think sometimes he's out to get us, right? He's got that magnifying glass on us. God is just waiting to be able to zap us and teach us a lesson. Now, you guys can't think that you've never thought those things because everyone has gone through moments of time and thought those things. Jesus just wants me to suffer. He just wants me to have to walk through this so that, you know, I become better or whatever. Whatever the excuses are, I've, I've heard many, many times. And we often argue with what's going on in our life. Did you know that he doesn't have to, he doesn't like punish us? The word is very clear that sin has a punishment all within itself. Just because you get forgiven of a particular crime doesn't mean you're not going to do the time. Jesus doesn't rescue us out of all of the bad things because what, what kind of life would that be if we never experienced anything? Here on this earth, there's great sin, and great sin in and of itself has consequences. It has consequences that sometimes we don't like. Our bodies are getting older, faster. The world is kind of turning upside down. What seems right is wrong, and what's wrong is right. But I'm pretty sure Jesus warned us about those kind of things, right? But we want to think that he's just waiting for us, just up there waiting for us to screw up. Because somehow we think that about people, don't we? We think that some people are just waiting for us to screw up. Just right there, peeking around the corner, ready to pounce for when you screw up. Or at least that's what you think, that someone else is thinking, and then you've judged the motive of their hearts. So if you're doing that, you might listen to last week about thinking. (laughs) But at times, we have judged the motive of Christ's heart. It's not always good. It's not always for us. We think that he is, you know, the 
one that is in control of all things. So therefore, we should never, ever suffer. But the crazy thing about it is, our view on suffering is so completely different than his view on suffering. What he has suffered, what he is continuing to suffer, and what we think is suffering. He is good always, even when bad things happen. Will you judge his heart as being against you? You have to stop and really begin to ask yourself sometimes when you're going through something rough. Because where you go with that is going to depend a lot on how you grow through it. Losing a child. How could God do that? Having a child get hurt or disability or something happen. There are a bazillion things in this earth that we don't understand. And I have seen people with great gaping holes in their heart coming in with what has happened from this world. Does that mean Jesus has lost his goodness? No. It means we need to find it. We need to find it in whatever it is that we're going through. Even if we don't understand it. Because in Psalms 51 it says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. So search him. Run to him the moment that you think that you are judging him. Check on those judgments. Sometimes we think, oh, Jesus just wants us, wants me to be alone. That's not true. He wants you to be with him. Therefore, you're never, ever alone. He will never forsake you, and he will never leave you. That's his promise. Do you believe him? When the pain hits, and we all have had this, the pain hits hard, do you judge him? Do you judge his motive? Ponder on that. Check your heart. And determine in your heart today not to judge the motive of Christ's heart for you. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope that each of you have grown through it. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you. And may you see his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Soul Lives is meant for information only. It is not a substitute for counseling.